Hello, everyone, and welcome to SWAT Radio. I'm David Gray, sitting in with Doug McCary from His Light Ministries, and we are glad you're with us here on the Tuesday, May 24th edition of SWAT Radio. And Doug, as uh, you and Brad were talking about yesterday, it is getting a little steamy in the South. <laughs> yeah, it's a little bit. Sure. It's a little steamy. Glad to have you back on here, Dave. Yeah, always uh, glad to be here. Yeah. Uh, how have you doing? been doing? I'm good. Good. Had a trip. You last were just week. up northeast last week. I How's was? things up in Boston? <laughs> well, everybody's watching the Celtics and the Heat, right in the uh, Eastern Conference Finals. Uh, I'm I'm not a huge fan <laughs> of the NBA anymore, even though basketball's always been my number one sport, and I was a huge NBA fan. But I'm trying not to lose my love for the game, so <laughs> I am watching, and uh, it's been a crazy series. It's two two and. The games have been really lopsided, several of them, but it's tight in the sense that it's two games to two, so we're down to a best of three. But had a good trip, visited with family, uh, got to go to the, the church I grew up in with my dad, and uh, and uh, had a good week. So played golf a couple of times. I heard you and Brad, well, Brad knew, talking about golf. I and, knew you would get golf. <laughs> I well, I have a brother-in-law who's a good player and belongs to a course up there, so I get the benefit of getting to play with him. And then I played... On the nine-hole course in the town I grew up in, which is Rockport, Massachusetts, and uh, played with some high school buddies and got to spend some time with them afterwards. So we had we had a good time. Well, good. Well, uh, I am uh, excited that you're on this week. We're just kind of doing a recap of the whole semester. <clears throat> Remember when we started back in Acts 12? It seems so long ago. I know. Right? I know. I heard you and Brad saying yesterday it's, it's quote-unquote only, you know, five or six chapters or whatever it was, right? Five, four chapters maybe, but it's so much stuff in those chapters and so much to go over and and uh, a lot of uh, great teaching and discussion. Yeah, it's, it's a lot of good info in there. And I'll tell you, you know, the more I go over it, the more um, I want it to go through me. I mean, the more I engage with like Brad or you mm-hmm. or whoever we're talking to about it, um so yeah well that's brad's term right it's got to go through us in order to come out of us and uh it's um i I was just you know when you guys were talking yesterday about peter sleeping (laughs) in the cell right after he he saw his friend be beheaded or or paul and silas singing in the jail and you know how does that happen Mm. and there's no way it happens without the spirit working the word into us so Mm. that it 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 is our life and it does become normal. And I, and I do agree with Brad, what Brad said yesterday. And I know you agreed as well, that, that God does give us supernatural, I think, strength in those moments. Mm. Um, I I've mentioned it here before. I always use this as an example, the, the Corey Ten Boom story, you know, her thinking about when she went to the concentration camp, how would she ever deal with this? How would she ever get through this? And, she recalled a story and a lesson that her father always imprinted on her when she was a kid. She would, as a typical little kid, when they were taking a train trip, yeah. she would always bug her father about, where's my ticket? Where's my ticket? Hmm. And the dad would always say, her dad would always say, when do I give you the ticket? <laughs> and she would say, when I need it. 
right? And when I'm getting on the train, when I need it. And she used that as an analogy, a very simple analogy for when, when, you know, we, we tend to think, oh, I'll never be able to get through something. Mm-hmm. You know, I hope I can, you know, well, I think it's a combination of the regular getting the word into us, letting the spirit work the word into us, letting the spirit change us, staying in the means of grace, right? Yeah. Community, scripture, prayer, worship. And that becomes normal for us. It, we become more like Christ. That's what God's ultimate goal is. But then I think God also gives us that injection, you know, right when we need it. Well, you know, it's um, a lot going on out in the world. I don't know, you know, if you're just tuning into SWAT, SWAT stands for Spiritual Warriors Advancing Truth. And we um, are a men's discipleship a radio program where we talk about God's word. We talk about what's going on in our world uh, from a Christian worldview. Usually the first 15 minutes is where we talk about cultural issues. Uh, Lori was talking to me uh, yesterday. She said everything cultural is political now mm-hmm. in our culture, just about it, isn't it? Uh, yeah, and the true. lines are blurred, that's for sure. But uh, we generally try to talk about um, – you know, as we look at issues, yesterday we talked a lot about this uh, city council bill. It doesn't just apply here. It applies in other places. We talked about uh, abortion. It is uh, something that is uh, in the news all over because of the Supreme Court case that is coming down. A lot of the other states that have put in fetal heartbeat syndrome or uh, fetal heartbeat bills. And uh, there's just a lot of places where we can choose to stand for truth or we can compromise. And a lot of times when we compromise, it's because we are being pragmatic or we are uh, afraid of the outcome if we stand for truth. And really, it is time for God's people to be people who speak truth. We do so in love. We do so with a loving heart. We don't demonize people who disagree with us and uh, who have a different worldview. I, I tell people this all the time. If somebody walked in here and they were blind and tripped over you, David, and it would hurt if they tripped over you maybe, but you would be understanding because they're blind and people without Jesus are blinded to the, mm-hmm. to the, the spiritual truths of the world. And so I don't expect an unbeliever uh, to to live by um, biblical standards normally. That's not the way they're going to live their life. But as a society and as a culture, our our culture, our country was founded on Christian principles that recognized the value of life. And it was only until the 70s that that was really pretty much codified by the court that you could take a life of an infant in the womb. And now that's in jeopardy of, uh, in a lot of people's minds, of going away because it's being given back to the states. And uh, for the first time in my lifetime, there's hope that that can be overturned and that babies' lives will be seen as valuable again mm. in the womb. Yep. Uh, nobody would advocate killing a child with Down syndrome outside of the womb. Not yet. <clears throat> that well, may be coming. It might be. So anyway, if you're just tuning in, we talk about uh, these issues. And yesterday we were talking quite a bit about this 
there's a bill that's being um, it's been sponsored here in Jacksonville that would reimburse employees to travel across state lines uh, to uh, it, it's called for women's reproductive health. That's just code words for abortion, because the truth is it's like it's like they don't call strip clubs strip clubs anymore. They call them gentlemen's clubs. They're not, you know, there's nothing gentlemanly about it. You objectify women. You go in there and you lust and you look at women as an object. And and so it's just another way to soften the sinful aspect of that. Mm -hmm. And so when you hear a bill presented that's usually about women's reproductive rights, that's just code word for abortion. Yeah. Taking the life of an infant in the womb. I thought you and Brad did a great job yesterday handling this discussion and uh, uh, referencing many scriptures that talk about life in the womb when life begins that god is the author of life hmm. god is the creator of life uh, and, and what what the weak and defenseless mean to god both hmm. in and out of the womb and and you know when when the bible talks about religion that's acceptable to god it talks about taking care you know keeping yourself from being polluted by the world and taking care of orphans and widows. And I would, you know, the idea is taking care of the weakest members of God's creation and, uh, and the most vulnerable and, and who are more vulnerable than, than, than the unborn. Mm -hmm. Um, and I also thought you did a good job of, of bringing up the fact that the number one job of government is to protect its citizenry Mm -hmm. and, and, you know, we're, we're, we're saying by allowing this or by advocating for abortion that, that these children are not citizens and, and we're not protecting them. And, and, and I, you know, I want to echo what you said about people's worldview and if they don't have Christ and, and I would be in the same boat. I was in the same boat at one time about my thinking being dark and, and being blind and not knowing the truth. And I, I would never want to come across like I'm unloving or unkind. And I know that I don't understand personally all of the situations that, that people go through um, in life. Um, but the answer can never be to, to take the life of, a, of, of an unborn baby. And, and there's so many, and I, you know, there's too many, you know, alternatives probably to get into here, but but that can never be the right alternative. Well, here's the thing. The Bible requires us to protect the unborn child as a person from conception. And where anybody who calls himself a believer would believe that there would be anything different from the text is not really looking at the text in a biblical way, they're looking mm-hmm. at it through the lens of uh, making it like it's like you can justify anything. There's people who look at the Bible and they justify homosexual uh, relationships. When the Bible clearly states that those are against God's design, that's not the way He designed it. Uh, there's no justification for it in Scripture, and so the same way you can do that with abortion. But if you do, you are going counter to God's design. And, and make no mistake, God cares for the vulnerable. Absolutely. And children. And so uh, 
Yeah, I'm glad you're here today. Yeah, we're going to take our first break, and we'll pick up on this when we come back. Call us at 844-777-7928 if you have a question or a comment, or send an email to ask at SWATradio.com. We'll be right back. This program has the potential to reach millions of men each week. If you'd like to learn how you can support this unique program that is helping men understand the truth about Jesus through God's Word and how to impact their lives and the lives of others, then go to www.swatradio.com. Then click on the donate link to help SWAT Radio pass on the truth for the next generation. SWAT Radio is brought to you in part by Ace Door and Window Service, Inc. Ace Door and Window Service, Inc. is a full-service sales door and window installation company. Both of the owners are licensed contractors and are involved in the daily operations of the company. All of their trucks are company-owned and fully equipped. Their mission is to provide Jacksonville and the surrounding area with door and window replacement services. To learn more, call 904-701-3667. That's 904-701-DOOR. Or online at www.astore.com. Welcome back to SWAT Radio. David Gray in today, along with Doug McCary from His Light Ministries, and glad you're listening. Uh, Call us at 844-777-7928 if you have a question or a comment on anything that we're talking about today or that Brad and Doug discussed yesterday. You can also email us at ask at SWATradio.com. And Doug, I know we're talking about some some pretty heavy things, but I was going to hit you right off the bat with that I was rushing to get here that... I had to stop and fill out an application for a, a home equity loan so I could fill up my gas tank. Oh my goodness! <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Yeah, it's about it's about uh, it's. They're saying it could be up to six dollars a yeah, gallon. Yeah, and uh, I, I, there's now you're starting to hear the talk about cultural and political, right? Now you're starting to hear the drumbeat of, well, this is a good thing. We need to go through this transition so we can transition more to electric cars and renewable energy and, and all this other well, kind of stuff. Well, you know, stuff. you're so from we're gonna, Boston. We're gonna start. How, how would you like to be in electric cars in Boston yeah. in the middle of the winter? Yeah. yeah. I don't think that's yeah. going to work out too or, or, well. or in a traffic jam yeah. where it takes you two hours just to go 10 miles. You know, you you run out of charge or something. But, yeah, yeah. and most people, yeah, well, well, we don't want to get into it, that, it, I guess. That's, but that, that's, that's it, a topic it, for another day. Well, um, <laughs> you know, you know, we st- this week is kind of really a review of our semester in SWAT, you know, we start SWAT in January and we go through May and then we take a break for summer and we start in September and we go through December. And generally at the end, we will kind of go back and review where we've been, what we've seen. And this week I've just kind of highlighted three main areas that I think were really significant teaching points, stakes, to drive down and yesterday we talked a lot about peter and paul how they responded to suffering and persecution and how that was really influencing us and today we're really focusing in on chapter 15 
you could say 14 and 15, but primarily 15, as the gospel is clarified in Acts 15, because people came in and said, you have to be um, circumcised, you have to keep the law. They start adding things. And David, I just wonder in your experience, how much of your understanding of the gospel was tainted by tradition growing up versus um, the scriptures. You know, like think think about that for a second. And because uh, we all have different backgrounds we come up in. Some grow up very in liturgical churches. Some grow up in what I would call non-denominational free, free churches that are kind of free reigning. You know, there's no real, you know, overseeing authority except for that local church pastor or the deacons, whoever, um, which reminds me of a joke. Uh, it's a Baptist church, and uh, three kids were bragging about what their dads own. One one kid said, "My my dad's the president of a bank, and he owns he owns all the money in town. You know, in a small town." Another kid says, "Well." You know, my dad owns a store, and he owns all the candy. And then the preacher's kid's sitting over there trying to figure out what to say. And he said, well, my dad owns hell. And they go, what? He said, yeah, my my, my dad owns hell because the, the deacons gave it to him last night at the deacons meeting. <laughs> so anyway, uh, it's a little southern humor there. But you grow up in these um, – you grow up in these traditions that sometimes attach things to the gospel message and whether it's directly attached or even indirectly, it can play into the way we view the gospel. Mm -hmm. And if you're out there today and maybe you grew up in a church that they said, yeah, you just got to believe in Jesus, but they would always say, if you do this particular sin, your salvation's gone. Mm. That is adding a work to your salvation. Right, right. Yeah. I would say, believe it or not, uh, you wouldn't think this to be the case in Massachusetts, but my grandparents were Baptist, and my, both my parents were raised in a Baptist church, although my dad wasn't a believer till he was about 30. So I would say, you know, my, you know, my experience as a kid, especially a young child, was, yes, I was taught about Jesus. I, I, I knew that Jesus loved me. Um, but I also had a lot of mix of legalism in there. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, um, you, 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 you have to dress this way for church. You have to be in church on these day days on Sunday and Sunday night and Wednesday night. And, and not that, and it wasn't, I don't know that I made a direct correlation between my salvation being in jeopardy <laughs> if I didn't do those things because I probably didn't understand it well enough, but certainly there was that implication that you, you were, you were walking a fine line if you didn't do some of these things, or then if you did do certain things, right. If you danced, you know, or if you dance, smoke or chew or date girls that do, right. 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 That kind of a thing. And so there wasn't a lot of talk in my early years about grace. There wasn't a lot of talk about, you know, as Jack Turpin would put it to us, it's, you know, faith alone, by grace alone, through faith alone, in Christ alone, plus nothing, mm-hmm. right? There wasn't a lot of that kind of theology in my world. And why is that clarity so important related to the gospel? Why was Paul—Paul Paul said in Galatians 1, 
that if you add anything to the message he brought, mm-hmm. he said, even if I bring it later, like if I add something right. to it, right. which I find interesting that he made that statement, then that person should be accursed. In other words, cursed to hell. Mm-hmm. Um, well, why the, is that so yeah, important? well, because, well, God is the author of salvation and it is all of Christ. It has nothing to do with us. If God is sovereign, and, and God is the only one who could do what he did mm-hmm. to save us. And if we if we think we bring anything to the table or if there's anything outside of Jesus and and that depends on us, right? I think it's a I think it's a pride thing. I think pride can creep in. I almost like, well, God, you owe me because I chose you and I did this for you, or I didn't do this for you, or I gave up this. Then you start getting into yeah, some of this was me, and it's, you know, God owes me, and I've earned it, versus there was nothing I can do, and it was I'm completely dependent on him, of course, just like he created us to be before the fall. He's mm-hmm. restoring that in Christ to the pre-fall conditions, and he's going to make it even better, right? But I, I think that's, for me, that's a short, you know, the, maybe maybe somebody out there doesn't think that was a quick answer, but um, maybe that's the why I think it's so important that it's all of God. It's all of Christ. He gets all the glory and the credit. We're the beneficiaries. But then the great thing is we're the beneficiaries of all that. But then he brings us along in his story, as you always say, mm-hmm. and allows us to be part of his kingdom and to serve. Yeah. I, uh, you know, I, I was thinking about the clarification that they made in chapter 15, that you need to do these things but they were not saying you do these things in order to be no. saved. They were saying to be sensitive to our Jewish brothers right. who have, you know, you're a Gentile. You grew up being able to eat meat, sacrifice to idol. Yep. They didn't. Right. That was a sin to them. And so in an effort not to offend, don't use your freedom to offend. Think about in our culture today, like, most people aren't worried about eating meat sacrificed to idols, but what where could you see that applying, like being culturally sensitive to somebody today, maybe if you were a believer um, and differentiating between legalism where you're going to hell if you do this, and, hey, let's not do this because we don't want to offend or send the wrong message. Here. Sure. Yeah. I, well, I think we mentioned it earlier, mm-hmm. just, just the substance type things, whether it's drinking alcohol or smoking or, um, other traditions, you know, um, there's different traditions as we know in different parts of the country. Um, you know, I, I, I can see those kind of things being an, as something where I might, if I knew somebody was, strongly opposed to alcohol or, or, or had struggled with it in the past was an alcoholic and had a change of heart and had been saved and thought that that was just something we shouldn't do. Then I would be fine with not doing that or, or not, uh, you know, there could be 10 other things right around somebody. Well, what like about that. if you, what about if you go into a setting where, you know, you get introduced to a guy and he tells you, man, God delivered me from alcoholism. Mm-hmm. I don't think that would be the most sensitive thing to then say, well, I'm going to grab a beer here exactly. in front of that guy. Right. But it, that's not being legalistic. No. You're just saying, no, I, that, wanna, right. I, I don't want to do anything that causes this brother to yeah. stumble. And, and, and what I wanted to add to what I said mm-hmm. earlier is 
the salvation part of things, like we've talked about, the gospel is all of Christ. But then somebody would say, well, then why do we still strive to obey? Because that's in response Mm -hmm. to what he's done for us, because we love him. And, Mm -hmm. And it's evidence that we belong to him when we're having that that internal battle and struggle to obey mm-hmm. and and we're we're you know we we want to obey because we love him and 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 again the bible says we don't obey to earn our salvation but we obey as as evidence mm-hmm. that we belong to him and so responding in sensitivity to somebody like that is not saying well i, I you know my salvation might be in jeopardy if i have this glass of wine yeah. it's it's no it's it's i have a brother or a sister mm-hmm. here who's had an issue with this, and I want to respect them, and I want to be sensitive to them. Yeah, and that's what they were trying to do when they laid out in chapter 15, hey, just ask them not to do these things. Don't eat meat sacrificed to idols. Don't uh, take in the blood right. of an animal. Um, and you know, Avoid sexual immorality, which, you know, in those cultures, the Gentiles, the pagans, they were very sexually free and did a lot of things that um, they weren't monogamous. They didn't believe in monogamous relationships. And so they were basically being told, hey, just remember that your Jewish brothers were raised to be monogamous. They were raised not to drink the blood of an animal, that kind of thing. And so you want to be sensitive, not that those things um, disqualify you. Right. But those things would just make your witness a little tougher to these people. Yeah. I think they wanted to be sensitive to the Jewish brothers and sisters, but they also didn't want to make the Gentiles become Jews, right? Yes. They didn't want to make them become Jewish and make it unnecessarily difficult for them to be part of the family of yeah. God. So we're going to take a break here for the news in just a moment. Uh, glad you're with us. Call us at 844 777 if you have a question or a comment, if you don't want to be on air, you can always email us at ask at SWATradio.com. Thanks for listening on 91.7 in Jacksonville, The Truth, 91.9 in St. Augustine, 91.3 in Folkestone, Georgia, on the Lighthouse in Coastal Virginia. And is it WMER in Meridian? Yes, Did WMER. I get that right? yeah. We'll be back after the news. Stay with us. SWAT Radio. I'm David Gray sitting in today with Doug McCary from His Light Ministries. And we are kind of doing a little bit of a recap of the past semester uh, in Acts that we've done here on the radio program and also in Doug's SWAT Bible studies. And uh, talking today uh, around Paul's, or Luke's actually, and Paul's clarification of what the gospel is and what it isn't here in chapter 14 and mostly chapter 15 of Acts. 
Yeah, and we were just talking about the gospel, and you were making a comment before as we were on a break about just it wasn't so much that something was added to it for you as it was something that was not a part of it, right? Yeah, well, I think that's an important, when we talk about clarifying the gospel, there's two sides to it. There's there's the addition of of falsehood, adding things to the gospel, legalism, or like by talked about here circumcision or uh you got to wear these clothes or sing from this hymnal i'm using fairly <laughs> mild examples but yeah uh, but there's also i think the other side of it where um important very important points and and a very important person sometimes <laughs> is is left out of the gospel message and i was telling you this story uh, being up north last week uh this happened right as i was going up a good friend of mine from growing up his mom died and I was very close with that family growing up and um, uh, in their house a lot and uh, I was close with his parents and anyway the 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 service was you know very nice and everything but the message that was brought I it, it stood out to me very starkly that Jesus really wasn't mentioned once in mm-hmm. the in the service or in the in the you know the 23rd psalm was read and and Somebody read from the Beatitudes about, you know, blessed are those who mourn for they shall be comforted. And those are certainly Jesus words. Yeah. But, but he wasn't mentioned And the mess. The overall message was kind of God loves us <laughs> and God created us. And now the person who died is returning to the God who created them and loves them. And, and, and that, and that it's all about love. And it just was a, the the mention of Jesus and the and the inclusion of Jesus in that message was was starkly missing. A- absent and missing right right yes. and and I yeah I was talking to my dad about this a little bit while I was up there and it, that's the thing that people tend to want to gloss over you know we the Bible talks on a number of occasions about Jesus his claim to being the only way right I am the way to the truth and the life no one comes to the Father that what a stumbling block that is, right? That the that the, the the stone the builders rejected has become the capstone for us, but he's a stumbling block for those that that don't believe. And um, and this idea that everybody will be okay in the end, and that God loves everybody, does not take into account what the Bible teaches about God's justice. That's the um, the Rob Bell approach, yeah, yeah. <laughs> kind of, yeah, uh, you know. Yeah. And uh, unfortunately, it's it's got a lot of traction. Yep. Uh, lately, yep. you know. Well, I always look at it like, sorry to interrupt, I always look at it like the gospel is such good news because there is such terrible news without it. Mm-hmm. And and there there can only be good news, really, if there's also bad news, right? That that we know, you know, when we say, hey, you want the good news or the bad news first, right? You know, there's we know how to distinguish good news and bad news. And, well, the the bad news is what our condition is apart from Christ and apart from our salvation in him, that we are not only separated from God, but we're under his eternal wrath. And really the God and and in Christ, of course, he took that wrath instead of us. And by placing our faith and trust in him, um, we, we get the great benefit of the fact that Jesus took God's wrath and we don't have to. Are you familiar with uh, Francis Schaeffer at all? Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, um, he. You know, I was talking to a friend the other day, and he he reminded me that Francis Schaeffer would 
instead of, you know, when we talk to somebody about Jesus and the gospel, we try to take them to the gospel, right? Mm. Francis Schaeffer would, would actually kind of take people in the questioning away from Christ and what they were depending on and really mm. try to not bring them closer and talking about how much they were close to it, but he would let them come to the conclusion on their own that what they really are believing in is so far away and actually take them away to where they realize the need, mm-hmm. which I thought was pretty interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. I, 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 I've looked at it before and thought about, do I want to stand in front of God on my record? Yeah. Or Jesus. I mean, I, I, you know, and I, and I don't mean to make light of this in any way, but I kind of have this picture of myself standing there and kind of pointing at Jesus, like you know, I'm, I'm with him. Mm. And Amy, think about that. Think about that from the standpoint of an earthly example. Like, a, let's say we had an influential friend, or we knew an athlete, right, who got us into a, a sporting event, and or got us backstage or in the locker room, and somebody came up to us and said, "What are you doing here?" Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> if I tried to say who I was. Get get out. But if I try to say, hey, I'm best friends with, you know, Tom Brady or well, that's a joke. Well, but, uh, the, you, know, I, you know what I mean? I, he he brought me. I'm with him. Yeah. That that idea that, you know, we're 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 standing before God either on our own record or on Jesus record. It, it really kind of comes to be that simple. And your point about what are we depending on? Mm-hmm. We depending on that, you know, oh, I hope I did more good than bad. Mm. That's that's. Tough one. Well, here's the bottom line with the gospel is the gospel message. The gospel means good news. Um, Euangelion is a word, is a Greek word used in Romans 10 and other places in the New Testament when it says how beautiful uh, are, are the feet of those that bring good news. That's euangelion which we get the word evangelist from. That was a secular term. And it was really only used of a guy who stood on the street corner and gave one of three messages. Either there's a new emperor crowned, there's a a birth of a new emperor, or there's a great military victory Mm. of an emperor. That Mm -hmm. was it. Mm -hmm. And that's the message, uh, that's the word that is adopted by... uh, Luke and others in the New Testament to refer to the good news of Jesus, the gospel. And you go back to Isaiah 52, 7 in the Old Testament, which is where Paul's quoting in Romans 10. And he references that. That's that's the quote of how beautiful are the feet of those that bring good news. And the Septuagint, which is the Greek version of the Hebrew Old Testament, it's the same word there. Mm. And it says this is the good news, salvation, peace, shalom, and our God reigns. And so it, it is inclusive not only of Jesus as our Savior, but it's Jesus as our Lord, mm-hmm. Master, which we don't really grasp that well. We don't want to grasp that that well. Everybody wants a Savior. Nobody wants a Lord in their life. Mm-hmm. Everybody just wants to be saved from the circumstances uh, of eternal damnation. And growing up, I heard a lot of messages that focused on him being my savior yeah. from sin and me, from the penalty too. of sin. But what I didn't hear a lot of 
is a focus on the lordship of Jesus, mm-hmm. that was put into a category I think is looking back as more legalistic now. You got to do this, do this, do this. But I wasn't taught that that was all part and parcel of the same package. It was like when you receive Him as Savior, He is Lord. He's Lord of everything. So you you're saying I don't want to trust in myself anymore for my righteousness, my own way to God. I'm placing myself into the hands of Jesus, not only for my eternal destiny and my eternal relationship with the Father but for my daily relationship mm-hmm. with the Father as well. And I think that's missing a lot in a lot of places in our culture today. Yeah, yeah. And I think that's been one of, and, and I'm not just saying this so you'll let me back on the radio. <laughs> this, this is this has been one of the things over the years in SWAT that you've really focused on and mm-hmm. I think has been a big learning curve for me with that. And I went from, you know, Richard Cooper, our pastor in Ponte Vedra, likes to say, you know, everybody wants their fire insurance, right? Yeah. <laughs> but to your point, people don't, and me included, don't, we want to do our own thing. Mm. And um, I got focused for a lot of years on, for, first it was, you know, that, that message like you said of, well, mm. he's my savior and he'll forgive me. Well, and I took that to the extreme, what Bonhoeffer, I think, called cheap grace, right? Mm-hmm. The idea that, oh, well, I can do this because he'll forgive me. Mm-hmm. And now I had, you know, over the years, I started to have this, you know, growing unease of, you know, I can't keep doing these things, mm-hmm. you know, if I say that I belong to him. And then to hear teaching through you and others about, about you know, God saved us to make us like Christ. Mm-hmm. Well, how do we become like Christ? We obey. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and we 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 are willing to give ourselves up now I, do i do that perfectly 100 percent not yeah. absolutely not but there's a growing sense of i'm much more aware when i don't and there's a growing sense of i want to obey even though i fail at it plenty of times yeah so um but i that's you know that one verse in John 14, right, where Jesus, was it John 14, where Jesus said, if you love me, you'll keep my commands. Yeah. Right? Or it's either 12, 12 or 14. I, I, I think it's 14. I think, it, I think it's 12. Okay, I might have it wrong. I, I think it's 12. Maybe it's 12, 14. But, but yeah, but he also says in 10, my sheep hear my voice right. and they follow me. Right. Well, that, I mean, what are you following? Yeah. You know? Um, yep. I mean, so. And we talked about it earlier. It, it's when we obey and we can see the change and and that we are obeying mm-hmm. that's assurance for us that something's going on right that yes. we belong to him and that and that you know we can we can trust that he's changing us we can point to mm. well you know i i haven't you know we're never going to be perfect this side of heaven but we can point to a change mm-hmm. and that's what sanctification is it's a lifelong process of god making us more like christ and, it is, you know, it, it is a lifelong process. And that was one of the things that we were talking a little bit about yesterday with Peter. Peter didn't start off resting in between two prisoners. He started off saying, don't you care about me, Lord? You know, right. we don't know how to do this. Right. And it was a process of maturation and growth. Yep. And uh, but even early on, he knew when Jesus said, follow me, he didn't say just pray a prayer he said follow me right and he followed it. right so. we're coming up on our last break of the day glad you're with us 
come back after the break, call us at 844-777-7928 here on SWAT Radio. We'll be right back. If you'd like to contact SWAT Radio, the toll-free number is 1-844-777-7928. That's 844-777-7928 or 844-777-SWAT. You can also listen to this program through the WTRJ The Truth app from the App Store or over the Internet by accessing www.swatradio.com. We'll be back shortly for further discussion and to take your calls. We're so grateful for having people like Tom Neal Truck Company sponsoring SWAT Radio. Tom Neal Truck Company is located at 417 Edgewood Avenue South in Jacksonville, Florida. Tom Neal is a full-service franchise truck dealer for Freightliner, Western Star, Volvo, Isuzu, and Sprinter vans offering new and used truck sales, service, parts and truck rental and leasing to the North Florida and South Georgia truck market. More information on Tom Neal Truck Company is located at www.tomneal.com. That's www.tomnehl.com. If you've been walking the same old road for miles and miles, if you've been hearing the same old voice at the same old lies, if you're trying to feel the same old holes inside, there's a better life. There's a better life. If you got pain, he's a pain taker. Welcome back to SWAT Radio. David Gray in today for Doug, not in for Doug McCary, no. in with Doug McCary. Yeah. And uh, Brad will be back tomorrow. Heard you guys yesterday. That was a, a, a great program. And uh, Brad will be back tomorrow. I, who's your guest on Thursday, Doug? Oh, thank you for that. That was almost like we planned that. <laughs> Chad Robichaud and a guy named Steve Toth. Or Toth. Steve is a uh, Texas state representative that I've known for a long time. When I lived in the Woodlands, um, we went to the same church. And Steve ended up running for Texas state uh, legislature, got elected, and has been very active out there uh, doing that. And Chad is a former recon Marine, uh, which recon Marines are the guys way up there past enemy lines. They're the guys who are reconning, Mm -hmm. telling you what's going on. And it's a very, very difficult task. They're right up there with the SEALs, you know, and um, and and uh, he's had eight deployments to Afghanistan. And uh, he struggled with PTSD and almost became a veteran suicide mm. statistic. Mm. But instead, um, he founded this thing called the Mighty Oaks Foundation, which is um, – a nonprofit that helps veterans, but even more, uh, he found Jesus through Steve. Uh, Steve challenged him on his faith. I don't know. He probably had been exposed to Jesus. Not sure exactly his story. I'm excited to hear mm-hmm. it. But I know that uh, he's an amazing guy. He's a former uh, MMA mixed martial wow. arts world champion. Wow. <clears throat> Not just a fighter, mm. a world champion. Wow. And uh, his dad was a Marine. His son's a Marine. I mean, Marine is in this guy's blood. 
But more than that, Jesus is now mm. in his blood. Mm-hmm. And the way I heard about him is my son, Ryan, has a podcast called Mill Spec Believer, M-I-L-S-P-E-C Believer. And Ryan interviews people and puts out a weekly podcast to military special operations guys about faith and how faith can help you during times. But it's tactical as well. It's got that. Well, he was listening to him at a special operations event. This is not a spiritual event. And Chad opens up about Jesus and how he's changed his life. And Ryan's like, whoa, this guy's bold. He's mm. he's talking about this to all these operators and special operations operators. And so Ryan reached out to him, had him on his podcast. Well, I'm listening to the podcast, and he mentioned Steve, who's a guy I know as mm. having an impact. I go, wow, what a small world. So I reached out to both of them and asked I uh, – ask if I could get them both on. So I'm going to have Steve the first half hour talk to him about things he's doing in politics out in Texas and how he met Chad and how that all transpired. Then I'm going to have Chad on. And here's an amazing fact about Chad. Chad is a guy who is unafraid to go into the unknown and to help people. And his translator over in Afghanistan and his family were at risk after the big mm, debacle right. of exiting out of there. And nobody was getting them out. So Chad put together a team of special operators, and they went over there, and they rescued him and his family. And not only him and his family, something like 17,000 Afghanis they helped get out of there. Wow. Now that right there is amazing. Yep. That's a God story. And he yeah, did we didn't it. Didn't hear much about that. In no, the you wouldn't hear anything right. on the mainstream media about that. Right. But uh, I, I hope you'll tune in on Thursday. Chad Robichaud. You can go to chadrobichaud.com. His last name is spelled R-O-B-I-C-H-A-U-X, and uh, he's going to be our guest Thursday. And uh, well, after all that, it sounds a little anticlimactic to say I'll be back Friday. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then we have David Gray on Friday. <laughs> But I will be back on Friday. David is and, a uh, former Bostonian uh, who who has gone back up to Boston to rescue wicked, some lobsters. Who's uh, wicked awesome. Uh, wicked awesome. Yeah. Well, that's great. That sounds like it'll be a great program on Thursday. And uh, yeah, it's encourage a, people to tune in for that. Yeah, it's a it's a really amazing story he's got. And so, uh, you know, I. Um, I look uh, look forward to um, to having him on, and uh, appreciate you guys um, out there listening. And it, by the way, any SWAT guys that are listening, we are having a SWAT all call tomorrow night at um, uh, six thirty here at the Salem Center. So um, hopefully you will join us, and uh, you'll be here six thirty tomorrow night. By the way, there's a city council meeting tonight where there is a a time for public uh, debate or comment. Not debate, it's really comment. Uh, it might be an opportunity for you as a person here in Jacksonville to go downtown to uh, City Hall, let your voice be heard that, hey, take this law off the books. Don't, don't even vote on it. Just withdraw it, um, and let's not put it to a vote. Mm. Let's just go ahead and withdraw the motion to give – money to people to cross state lines to have abortions so 
And, you know, I, just to change the subject back a little bit to what we were talking about, about, about kind of these reflection questions that you're going over this week. And I, I mentioned, I guess a little more than I usually do about some things from my own life this past week. And, um, you know, I'm going to brag on my, uh, my mom a little bit here who died a year ago this week. And, um, you know, this is a little different, but you talk about Peter sleeping, you know, in the jail cell, Paul singing, Paul and Silas singing a, a year ago this week when we were with my mom, she was ministering that last week to the nurses that were caring for her, right? She was, she was dying. So today's May 24th. She died on May 28th, right up until she couldn't talk anymore. She was, she was witnessing and, um, telling, telling, you know, the, the nurses there, I remember hearing her say she wouldn't see God without Jesus Mm -hmm. and, um, apologizing to us, her kids who were with her around the clock that it was taking so long. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I mean, so you talk about someone who's really not afraid and who was worried, more worried about us you know, like I had to go do laundry instead of be there, you know, with my mother. I would just, I just laughed at her. I'm saying, you know, you don't have to apologize that this has yeah. taken a little while. And then, and then to kind of, so, so I, I've thought often in the last year about the peace she had mm-hmm. in, during that last week and, um, you know, the impact right to the end and now the impact beyond her death. Mm-hmm. I told you about the funeral I was at last week and how Jesus wasn't really mentioned, but mm-hmm. I was talking to my friend's sister, who I also knew really well growing up and hadn't seen her for a while, and another friend of hers was standing there. This was just the three of us talking after the ceremony, and my mom had done a lot before she got sick to take care of this other person who whose service I was at last week, my friend's mom. Mm-hmm. And my friend's sister said, as we were standing there just in a small group talking, she said that her mother had told her, that my mother was the closest thing she had ever known to Jesus. And, um, and I, you know, I just said, well, that's because she had his spirit in her and, and she was one of his representatives. And so he wasn't, Jesus wasn't mentioned in the service, but he was mentioned in that conversation afterwards. And, you know, I just think about, you know, my mother was, and again, I'm not saying this because it was my mother. This was because of what God did in her, and she'd be the first one to be standing here whacking me in the back of the head, saying, "Don't, don't give me <laughs> the credit." She'd be yeah. whacking you. Don't give me the credit. Give, give Christ the credit. But just, you know, the difference between somebody who's filled with the Spirit and who is, belongs to Him, that they can do those things despite the the darkest of human circumstances and still be having an impact, you know, even a year after they've died. Yeah. Well, you know, and you never know the kind of impact you have on somebody. I had a call the other day from a guy, and the guy reached out, and he, I have not heard or talked to this young man in 10 years. Mm. But he was part of a Bible study 10 years ago. And he said, I I said, what made you reach out? And he said, I remember it was real for you Mm. and I need help. And, and so my encouragement to you out there today, it let the gospel be real in your life. You do not have to be perfect 
you don't the, the the issue is never about perfection it's about an authenticity and a, a loyalty to god that that transcends culture it transcends any uh, divide here on earth that people can see there's something different about this person so much so that somebody thousands of miles away in the middle of a crisis can go I know who I can call. Mm. Let that sink in for a minute. You never know how God is going to bring your life, your witness, your words to mind in somebody. Mm. And so we give out words a lot of times. We give out the gospel. We give out truth. And we think we don't have an impact on somebody. And I've had the most amazing couple of conversations in the last 24 hours with this person who is all in right now because they realize everything else in the world is a counterfeit, Mm. but it took 10 years. Yep. And so be encouraged. If you've got a prodigal in your life, if you've got uh, a a son, daughter, uh, a spouse, a mother, a father, just keep giving them Jesus. Like our friend Jack used to say, Jesus Jesus, Jesus. It's not church. It's not a Bible study. It's Jesus. Yeah. Jack used to say, when you don't know how to pray for somebody, just pray Jesus, 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 and then that person's name three times. Yes. And and even that, you know, the Holy Spirit can translate that for us. So anyway, we are coming to the end of our program today. So glad that you've been with us. Thanks for listening. Um, Doug will be back tomorrow with with. Brad Sykes to continue uh, the conversation on reflecting on the past semester in Acts and then make sure you listen to the guests that Doug's going to have on Chad and Steve right on Thursday and I will be back on Friday. Thanks again for being with us and we'll talk soon on SWAT Radio. If you missed a SWAT radio broadcast this week and would like to hear any show in its entirety, then go to SWATradio.com. Click on Past Shows, where you can listen to the broadcast. Also, if you're looking for a band of brothers that gather around God's Word to be a part of, then go to SWATradio.com and email one of our hosts, and they can get you plugged in to one of the local SWAT Bible studies. Tune in next time to explore how SWAT radio is strengthening spiritual